Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, para da da da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! 74 hours until we kick the Steelers' ass. There it is. I really think we're going to win this game. Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It's the original three. That's right. Adam the Bull, G. Bush, Jay Crawford. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Mikey McNuggets behind the glass. Earl's not here today. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. Earl. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. How old is Earl? I don't 36 know. 36 years old. 36. Somebody asked me yesterday, and I said, I'd, I'd guess him at 35. So when I answered that question, I was exactly right. We have a large range of ages in our crew from, from uh, Director Steve, who's how old are you, Steve? 61. 61 through Anthony, who's what, 25? 26. 26. Yeah. 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 Typical American company right there. We represent every decade, right? We got one guy in his 60s, Jay and I in 50s, G is in his 40s, Earl in his 30s, Mike now in his 30s, right? 30 on the dot. Yep. And Anthony in his 20s. Very good. I like it. Yeah, I'm moving around. Busy show. Uh, Bernie's going to be here. He's bringing with him, I don't know, maybe you guys saw this on social media because it was kind of making the rounds. Did you guys see his new shoe? No, I, I, I didn't, oh, but, oh, but he's oh, been oh. all over social media everywhere. Like his new shoe is J-Rock did it. And I, I think it might have been an Italian designer. Mm-hmm. Orange shoe with a brown tip. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. A zipper on the side and a couple of buckles in the front. Very fancy. When did Bernie get all this? Mo- I, 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 I don't know. That's your man. You know, no, no, I don't know. Sure. I just told him, make sure you bring a pair with you. <laughs> That's crazy. So like, he'll be bringing a pair yeah. of his shoes with him. I'm going to check them out. You know you hit when you have your own shoe. Yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah. that's America's status. Are of, they calling it the Bernie? I think the box and the packaging has BK19 on it. Oh, love it. So see I'm it. looking at it right now. I did not see it. Yeah, you yeah. hadn't seen it yet. I'll be damned. It is a Bernie Kosar shoe. Yeah. And, and it's it, it like... Is like, Bernie the oldest athlete to ever get a signature I shoe? think he has to be, right? I, I mean, I'm not making a joke, but I also... For the first time. For the first time. Yeah. yeah. This I mean... Guy, this, this this dude, Bernie Kosar, is out here challenging me. You give it two thumbs <laughs> up, is. Mikey? What do you think? I like the shoe. Because uh, of the colors? Yeah. I don't know if I like the buckles. I don't know if I like... Can you, you know, show it? Damn, put don't it be a hater. Well, he's going to bring him in. So, it's a little tease. We're losing lights out here. We're losing the light. Steve, I don't know what happened. We just lost the backlight for, for uh, Bull. Yeah, we just replaced that yesterday. John came in yesterday to fix that. <laughs> well, <laughs> just went out again. So, Dundas, uh, we'll make another Looks like request. he's going to be back. Mm. Uh, because uh, yeah. we It's like it. I'm in the witness It looks terribly program. dark. Can we take Bull's camera? It looks yeah. terribly dark. Minimoski out here. Yeah, there you go. I'm in witness. I'm almost in witness. You know what? He still looks great on camera. Thank you. Look at that handsome devil. The rugged, handsome look. Adam the Bull. I've been growing my beard out, too. <laughs> he looks even better now. It's Very well done. That's See, inappropriate. That's what it looks like when I ain't got glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Uh, I have 2010. When I put someone else's glasses on and I figure that's what they see without glasses, that's crazy. I instantly get a headache. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, you're if not I, supposed to do that. Yeah, no, I, I know. But I, I like know. to see, like, how, how bad could it be? Yeah, yeah it could be worse. And before we jump into topics, I just saw this across the Twitter feed literally right now. Jim Donovan. Expected back this weekend. Yeah, oh, nice. uh, I was talking with uh, some of Jim's closest pals upstairs in sports. And when Jim left, he said, my goal is November, December. And here we are mid-November. 
this guy is a warrior, boys. Uh, Bull, or I think you kind of get what he's gone through because your wife Liz went through. Yeah, it. sure. Um, it is debilitating. Yeah, it takes every ounce of your strength to try to get back. Yeah, I mean he's still he's even when it. he's back, he's not gonna. You know, I mean it's still is a factor in his life, I'm sure. Of course uh, it is. It, it, yeah. It's always going to be. But just the fact that he's able to come it's back. It's remarkable. You know the energy it takes to call an NFL game? Uh, it, it, I do. Well, I've never done an NFL game, but I've done a football game, and, and it takes a ton of energy. It and it's impressive. It's amazing, especially at his age, because yeah. that the, the treatment for these type of cancers, I don't think is the exact same. I don't know is the exact same type as my wife, but it, they're similar. Uh, but uh, it just beats the crap out of you. And and wow. so for him at his age, when it's even harder when you're older, uh, to be able to deal with all that and come back to work, it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> very impressive. Yeah. We can't wait. We cannot wait, Jimmy, to get you back in that booth. It's just, and, and not, not to disparage the guys that have come in, that's a very difficult job to do, number one. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult because you're filling the shoes of an absolute legend. Right. Um, but for him to be able to come back and do it, kudos to you, Jim. We're thrilled to have you back. I think the Browns did a good did job it. rotating some interesting people in there. I, I really haven't heard everybody. Yeah, and was, I think Chris Rose did it. Chris Rose did it. Uh, Andrew Siciliano did Siciliano it. Siciliano from NFL Network. And Paul Keels, of course, the voice of Ohio State. Yeah, I like that Wow. One. I heard I his. He was Paul. really good. Well, Paul is tremendous. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I love listening to his calls yeah. on the radio. First of all, he has, like, the quintessential broadcast voice. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. All right, our first hello and good morning to Mikey McNuggets. Hey there, Mike. What's up, guys? No Earl, like we said. Happy birthday, Earl, one more time. Hope you enjoy a little bit of time off. we got a big show today, and we're going to start with a fan duel read and then get into a doctor explanation of Deshaun Watson's Excellent. shoulder injury. But first, if you're looking to score early this NFL season, FanDuel is America's number one sports book and is the only sports book you should be using because right now, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. That's a McNugget promise. They have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And here's our winning FanDuel ticket of the day. we got to get up on Tagboard real quick, and if you want to give me a FanDuel ticket. But our guy, Kyle Schuler, hit a same-game parlay that turned $1 into $17. He bet more, could have won a lot more, a 17-to-1 cash-out with a Denver money line. Javante Williams, anytime touchdown scorer. Cortland Sutton, 45-and-a-half. Receiving yards over three and a half receptions, and Javante Williams over fifty-five and a half rushing yards. That one-dollar bet won seventeen dollars, yeah. but still a nice win there for our guy Kyle Schuler. If you have a winning FanDuel bet, tweet it at us. Showcase it on the show in the upcoming news. First of all, you know Kyle is beating himself up for only betting a dollar on that. Thing yeah, I know he instead is instead of like ten bucks. Ten would have given him one hundred and seventy. Exactly. Number two, interestingly, uh, people always talk about nobody respects the Browns. Well, Vegas does. Because even though Deshaun Watson is out for the season and not playing in this game, the line has not changed that much. No, it's changed. It was three and a half uh, before Deshaun Watson's injury, and right now it's one and a half. I'm looking at FanDuel right now. Yeah. 
One and a half. I'm surprised. I thought it would be be a pick 'em, or maybe even the Steelers might become. Well, a that was kind of the root of our discussion and disagreement yesterday. Was that I felt like this doesn't significant. It definitely lowers their chances. Oh, it's but so, it doesn't eliminate their chances of winning the AFC. I I, I think it's significant. The more I the more yeah. I thought about it yesterday, the more I dug in on that. All right. the, the I mean, I, I hope you're right. The, I I mean, I think it certainly. It certainly does significantly change their chances. It I mean, does. Vegas has it doesn't eliminate them, updated though. the odds. It <clears throat> doesn't eliminate them, though. I, I, I agree. I, I, I told uh, you know, uh, I got the Browns winning AFC North. It's just, uh, I, I, and I actually got the Browns smoking the Steelers tomorrow or on Sunday. It wow. ain't not, not even close like that. See, I have a close, low scoring, but and I think that's the formula to keep winning the rest of the year. Okay. Um, you talked to a doctor. Was this yesterday or today? Yeah, so yesterday afternoon, Set myself and G. Bush, we sat down and had a long chat with Dr. Jesse Morse. He is a sports physician who specializes in athlete injuries, and he does a phenomenal job explaining in easy, simple-to-understand terms difficult medical situations. So right. we talked to him about Deshaun Watson. We're going to play about a five-minute clip of that interview. If you want to see the full interview, it is on our YouTube page right now, the full 13-minute explanation from Dr. Jesse Morse is on our YouTube page. But right now, here's a little five-minute snippet of our conversation to give you guys a better understanding of exactly what Deshaun Watson is dealing Very with. Very good. Would you look at that, G? We transported from behind the glass to the chairs, and that's because we have a very special guest joining us now. It is Dr. Jesse Mortz, a sports physician to help us kind of understand the injury that Deshaun Watson has suffered. Doctor, I know you specialize in this kind of thing. It's a glenoid fracture. What does that mean for people like myself who are not medical professionals? So unfortunately, Deshaun has another new injury that is not really connected to his first injury, believe it or not. The, this one is a glenoid fracture that is what we call displaced. And I'll describe that in a second. But the shoulder has basically two parts. You have the ball and socket joint, the main part of the shoulder, and then you have the AC joint which a fair share of people injure as well. The, the, this is specifically to the ball and socket. The ball and socket has the upper arm, which is uh, the ball, and then the socket itself is actually the glenoid, and that back part of the glenoid is the scapula or the shoulder blade. The problem here is that he likely suffered a dislocation and popped the ball out of the socket. But what happened was he actually fractured a little piece of the rim and it came off with it. And now he has a piece of that bone separated from the, the main part of the, of the bone. And that's why they call it displaced. That's a very important word, and, and that's the reason why he can't return this year. You, you know, Doctor, when we talk about it, um, and you, you take well, he, he has a bone and, and it's dislocated um, from the other piece, um, we mm-hmm. had some uh, comments that came out that Deshaun wanted to just shoot it up and play, what would have been some of the downsides to just trying to play through an injury like this? And what is the long-term, um, long-term ramifications of somebody trying to play through uh, another season or the rest of the season with this type of injury? So unfortunately, because it's displaced, it wouldn't have been able to uh, stabilize his shoulder. He would have had, that piece would have started to rub and tear against the labrum causing further labral damage. And it also would have tore against the cartilage inside of on the glenoid and on the on the humerus. And when that happens, that's going to cause arthritis. That's going eventually. 
that will cause it. And the problem is that won't go away. And eventually that would have wore his shoulder down so much so that he would have had throbbing, aching, swelling, um, just, just pain constantly. And there's not a whole lot you can do to do that, you know, to fix that. Um, and eventually he probably would have had to have a shoulder replacement. So what you're saying is the fact he went 14 for 14 in the second half, a near-perfect performance despite hurting his shoulder in the second quarter, is he maybe even more remarkable than we kind of gave it credit for in the moment? Had to be a chance. Yeah, I mean, from what Coach, I think it was Coach said, it was before the half that he actually Mm -hmm. suffered it. You know, we saw him leave. Walker went on the field for that deep throw. Um, And and, and Deshaun also confirmed to have a left high ankle, kind of a moot point at this point, but – you know, that's why he left the game, as far as we know. Um, but in actuality, it's probably before the injury, before the halftime. So that means he basically came out and played the second half. But remember, he's hot. It, there's, uh, you know, plenty of adrenaline going. Uh, he probably had some discomfort, but it wasn't enough to, for him to be concerned. But when he shuts the thing down, the inflammation starts, uh, and then you finally realize, hey, there's a piece of bone that's dislodged, um, and the labrum's probably beat up. Um, there's just no way that you can safely send him back, um, A, because it's going to be just not not safe, and B, because uh, of how much money he's owed. And, and, and just, you know, it's a throwing shoulder injury. It's not like it's his non-throwing shoulder. In that regard, maybe you give him a week or two or, or, or put a, you know, a, a brace on him, and it's fine, but you can't do that with a throwing shoulder, unfortunately. Um, doctor, moving forward, the timetable, we look at it, uh, he's been a, he missed a lot of time with the uh, you know the other injury and obviously had he had the micro tear. Um, what's the timetable for so, the recovery of something like this? So the good news is that he should be pretty much good by OTAs. He shouldn't have any issues. Um, uh, you know, depending on how aggressive they are, I'm assuming they'd be very aggressive. I'll probably have surgery today or tomorrow. Um, the only question we don't have is how much of his labrum is torn. My suspicion is, and you can Google this to you all if you want, uh, that the specific definition of what he had is what we call a bony bank cart, B-A-N-K-I-A-R-T, lesion, which basically means you dislocate the shoulder, you pop a piece of the, you, you know, in order to hold the ball, to hold in the socket, the labrum actually holds that ball in the socket. So the only way it can pop out is if you tear the labrum and allow it to pop out. Well, normally they pop out without any issues. This time, unfortunately, there was so much force that it actually popped out and pulled a piece of bone with it. So the question is, how much do they have to repair of the labrum? And so that's kind of the determining factor. Uh, usually six months, they do really well at, at nine or tw- you know, 10 months. I think I'm not overly concerned. Um, this one should be, the data-wise is pretty good, not very common. This is a pretty rare injury for a throwing quarterback, um, but it can happen, obviously. Uh, and, and I'm not expecting a whole lot of changes. He'll have to work on his mechanics and so on and so forth uh, after he comes back. But I think I think he'll be pretty much he'll be, he'll be good to go probably by um, June, July of next year. Beautiful. That is Dr. Jesse Morse. You can follow him at Twitter at Dr. Jesse Morse. We appreciate the insight, knowledge, and hopefully we uh, we don't have to talk to you soon because when we talk to you, it means something bad happened to the Browns. Doctor, we appreciate it. Best of luck. My pleasure. Take care. Good job, guys. Yeah. Good information there from the doctor. Um, the one thing that we should point out is uh, he hasn't seen any of the scans. He hasn't right. seen any of the MRIs. He's talking in generalizations. 
So, in general, yeah, injuries like this. I mean, this, it's an educated opinion, obviously. Yes, he definitely but, has an educated yeah. opinion. But I know typically doctors don't love talking about specific injuries that they haven't looked at and yeah. examined the patient. Um, Everybody has said that this is an uncommon injury for a football is. player. Yeah. And so, I don't think we know how he's going to come back from this at all. Uh, we're going to spend the entire offseason wondering when he's coming back, when he's going to start to practice, and what he's going to be like when he does. He has missed so much time now. And listen, what are you going to do? I mean, this is it's just unfortunate. Injuries happen. But by the time we see him next year, and his opinion, at first he said OTAs earlier, but then at the end he goes, he, June he should July. be back by June or July. So that yeah, means, that's not OTAs. Yeah, so if he's right, now again, we don't know, but if he's right that he's not back till June, well, that means he misses – the entire offseason program. Now, this is where another quarterback that's played a lot, I wouldn't think it was a big deal. But considering how much practice time he's missed over the last three years, how much game time he's missed over the last three years, we're going to be talking about this all offseason, what to expect from Deshaun Watson next year, and there's really no way to know. Well, when he comes back, I'm concerned. if he plays the first seven games of next year, that'll be the first time in over three years that he's been able to play seven straight football games. Yeah. yeah. I look, and I look, and yeah. that, that's a little concerning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know why? You know why I'm not concerned? Cause, cause I, I, I see what his makeup is. I, I see that Deshaun Watson's gonna put the work in to get where he needs to be. Um, I understand that he can pay through a high pain threshold, and on top of it, they have a, they have a. This is the reason why DTR playing this week is important, because if DTR gets an opportunity to play throughout this season, Browns make playoffs. He's going to be a guy that's going to be taking all the reps, all of the snaps and OTAs, and good. Because guess what? He has experience doing it. That's your second second uh, quarterback. And Deshaun, I don't think we need to go through the thing of, of forcing him and rushing him to get back. I think the two things that's going to take a lot of patience for Browns players, Browns uh, fans, and, and everyone out there is the two questions. What is Nick Chubb doing and what is Deshaun Watson doing? Right. There's going to be a lot of questions about both of those guys. This the off season. whole yeah. offseason. So you've yeah. got to be yeah. patient with that. And a part of that will also be, depending on how uh, DTR plays, yes. will be, like if DTR plays pretty well, then okay, we're fine. We'll, you know, you're going to move forward with him as your number two guy. Yeah. But if he doesn't play well, let's say they go with him and P.J. Walker the rest of the season. They're both not good. Then in the offseason, part of the conversation is the Browns got to get a veteran quarterback oh, to be one. in the mix, yeah, right? Oh, oh, now, and again, hopefully it doesn't come to that because right. hopefully he plays really well, but that could be part of the offseason conversation. Th- yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually believe when whether DTR looks good or not, I think the Browns need to invest more money into that position because, once again, we said it when he heard it the first time. You don't understand. You don't know. If he comes in, well, gets it, he, he, I think if DTR looks good, he, he's your backup. Yes, yes. right. Um, but it, but barring him coming in and playing really well these last eight games of the season, uh, yeah, I think you def- definitely have to make an investment. There's, there's and a, even uh, if the Browns win, like they won games with PJ Walker in spite of him, not because did. of he him. He was yeah. not the reason. If they, won. they win, if they win a few more games and they get to the playoffs and they are somehow able to get through that way. In spite of PJ Walker, I mean, in spite of DTR, you still got to think about yes. it. Yes. If if he's contributing to them winning, then then we're not as worried about it in the offseason. Exactly. Then That's then a big difference. Then you're where every other team is in right. terms of a backup quarterback. Exactly. Someone that you, you feel if you had to come in in a pin. Right. The Browns right now with PJ Walker did yeah. not have that guy that they felt comfortable no. taking reps on. Uh, interesting uh, recommendation here. If, if It's an ESPN Plus article, so it's behind their paywall. But um, Dan Graziano wrote a fascinating piece about 
Deshaun Watson's contract, uh, the implications of that contract, both for the Browns and there was there was a lot of chatter after the contract was signed. In fact, Bashadi came out with the, the Ravens owner came out and said, you know, was critical of the Browns, saying they shouldn't have done this. There were some that thought that this would, re, you know, reconfigure the pay structure in the NFL. It did not. Nope. And Graziano's basic premise is, um, if this thing had worked early on and was a huge success in the first two or three years, mm-hmm. teams might have looked at it and said, well, maybe this is the way you got to do business. But because of the way it's worked out, because the first two years of the five-year deal have not been what they had hoped, yeah. um, he said that this just further entrenches the thought that teams are good giving three years guaranteed and working for the fourth and fifth and having options just because it didn't go the way th- the Browns had hoped it I would. do think it pay- changed the pay scale some. It didn't fully change it. It didn't change the guaranteed part of it. Uh, it did to some degree. Guys got more, like Lamar and Burrow got a lot more guaranteed than I think but they would have before Washington. nobody got fully guaranteed. No. And there was some concern in N- NFL circles, especially amongst general managers, right. that, oh, hell, this is this is the new well, way of doing business. Some would argue it should be, that players should get fully well, guaranteed. Well, listen, that's a, different yeah. ar- that's a different yeah, argument yeah, yeah. altogether. Right, but. Now, look. Yeah. <laughs> Because of the way, that, and we're 40% through the contract, right. and we know what it's given us. So there's still, you know, the last 60%, you could hit pay dirt on that. It's sure. like you've got five scratch-off windows on a ticket. First two were null and void. You got three to go. You could hit pay dirt in one of those. Right. And if they do, then they'll reassess the way they look at guaranteed contracts. But right now, the, particularly the way it's worked out, it, uh, Nobody in the NFL is saying, well, this is what we have But in the end, in the end, in my opinion, sorry to cut you off, G, the only reason Joe Burrow maybe didn't get his last year fully guaranteed is because he was willing to do that. Sure, right. If Joe Burrow had said, you're guaranteeing me the whole thing or I'm not signing, they would have had to do it. Well, look, Lamar did that, and he didn't win. Well, well, but he, Lamar he, wanted full guarantees, he, and the Ravens didn't get it. To he, him. He's always been a he's been always been a flawed case study, though. He plays yeah, the doesn't game have different. An agent. He didn't well, he didn't have an agent, and he runs the ball in the way he plays. Sure, and he's shown that he can't be durable. But if 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 Mahomes if, if Pat, coming up, if Pat Mahomes he, says I want guaranteed, they're just going to be like, all right, because if they don't give it to him, if yeah. they don't give it to him, somebody else will. Like, and yeah. now the difference there is you're talking about the, the premier the guy, quarterback, the guy. absolutely the guy, the. And, Tom Brady of this generation. And, and if he's the Tom Brady, I, I believe, you know, Burrow could be the Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, and he could have got that. Burrow's absolutely. guarantee was very, I mean, it was basically the same as Watson, only slightly below. It was the below. guarantee. Yeah. The total contract, which he'll get unless he has a devastating injury, is more. But his, uh, Bull, his guarantee was slightly below. Your throw in there, unless he gets a devastating injury. Because of what's gone on with Watson, and I'm not even talking about you know all the allegations yeah. last year. They knew what that was. Yeah, yeah. This is a pop quiz. They didn't bargain for this. This wasn't on the table. No, of course. Now look, when you when you sign a quarterback that runs and that's a big part of his game, that's part of the risk reward yeah. that you have to weigh into the equation. But I, I think the reason teams want to give themselves some flexibility with that fourth or fifth year is because injuries, this is a gladiator sport. You never know. Injuries happen. Let me me ask y'all a question. If (laughs) Sean Watson comes back next year, say he comes back off the injury, everything's fine, then win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Do you think he'll get another guaranteed contract? No. Even if he wins the Super Bowl here? Partly because of age at that point. How old is he he now? Well, he'll be 30. 
I think he's around 30 right now. Yeah, isn't and, he? and and look, that doesn't mean that someone 24 won't get one. Yeah. You know, this John's contract. 28, by the way. This contract. He's, he's, he's 28. Oh, he's only 28. He, he just turned 28 so, oh, in September. Know. He'll be 30 when this is done. Guys in their 30s typically don't get five years. Actually, he'll and be I can't 31. Guaranteed for five I, years. I think it would be with three years, maybe. Well, he'll be three, 31. He'll, He'll, he'll be, have turned 31 yeah, in his last season of the right. contract. You're right. He'll be 31 going yeah. into his 32nd Plus, year. Plus, the Browns were in I a, just don't think it's going to happen. The Browns again. were in a different situation where they were trying to acquire the player. Now he's already here. Yeah. That's what put the Browns in a position where they had to spend more money because he had options. Sure. At that time. And, and he had already told them not interested. Right. Remember the so, timeline of how that played but out. I, you know, listen, that'd be a good problem to have to worry about if he wins the Super Bowl next year. And All Browns worry, fans yeah. would love to have yeah, to yeah, let's, worry, let's, worry about that right you know. there. All right, um, we've had some time to think about it. I had said briefly that the more I thought about it yesterday, the more I convinced myself that the sky has, has not fallen upon us. It's not a good break. It is definitely going to affect the way the season plays out. But for me personally, I think Deshaun Watson wasn't the strength of this team anyhow. Deshaun Watson is not the reason this team is 6-3. and three. He's had a hand in it. But to me, if I'm going to start handing out uh, flowers... It's the defense. I, I, so, I agree to a point. But if, if DTR and P.J. Walker, some combo of those two guys, had played these nine games, I do not believe the Browns are 6-3. and three. Do you? Wait, they have played some, some of these nine games. They have played some. They have, I'm saying if they had played all of them. No, I, I don't think they, the Browns are six and three wouldn't. right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's the reason for them being 6-3. and three. I think he's had a pretty big hand in it. But I also watched this team with P.J. Walker beat the team that we thought was unbeatable. And, yeah. and now, granted, the Niners right, but we could pick up the there. anomalies all we want. I don't think they beat the Ravens with P.J. Walker last week. Well, I don't either. And so and, it, does, it certainly makes a difference. The Browns' chances of making the playoffs to me dropped significantly. I still did. think they have a, ch- a reasonable chance to make the playoffs because of the position they're in. The difference for me is not necessarily the. It, it's just looking to the playoffs. I, 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 Again, I hope I'm wrong. And if DTR plays well, I'll probably feel differently. But at right. this moment in time, I just don't feel like they can make a run in the playoffs. I, 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 run at the playoffs. That's easy money. I, 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 you know, I did a blog the other day. You halfway there. You go four no, and no, four no, no, and you're no, no, in. No. You're no, you saying a run in, in the playoffs. playoffs. Oh, oh, in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, here, here's my thing. You, you six in, here's, here's why the Browns scare a bunch of teams. Like we keep saying it, and Leroy says it all the time. What travels? <laughs> Defense, running game. The Browns were dominant. I went back and watched the Ravens game, uh, the Ravens all 22 in the perspective of the Ravens. The Ravens, all 22 guys, the guys on the internet, they're like, listen, this Cleveland Browns team is scary, and we have nothing for them up front offensively or defensively. These are Ravens guys breaking the all 22 down. He said the way they run the football between the guards, we have no answer for Jadavian Clowney, or excuse me, Miles Garrett. Like, we have no answer for him. And the way that they play physically, they just look like they wanted more. Uh, David Njoku said something when he came on, on you know, came on, uh, on the show. He said a lot of people don't understand this. Like we 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 got something special brewing in here. Yeah. And 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 when people start to have synergy and believe it, it's a different type thing. If you look at the Cleveland Browns and you say, okay, well we beat the 49ers when everybody had crowned them. Everybody named mom crowned the the the, 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 the Ravens. They said just the best team. They even promoted their defense above ours. 
they got beat at home. So if you look at around the league and you saying, okay, why can't we beat the Dolphins or the Jaguars in the first round? Yeah, and to your point of you don't see them making a run, yeah. I, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question to assess the the powers in the AFC this year right. compared to the last yeah. well, well, I'll say this. Look at, if you look at, uh, and, and I don't know that even Cincinnati's going to make the playoffs, but you look at Kansas City and you look at Baltimore and you look at Cincinnati and Miami. I'll and take Buffalo. I'll and take, Buffalo. No, and Buffalo. No, forget Buffalo. I'm I just mean, talking, but Buffalo came into the season as, as a one t- of the right, I'm three. talking about right now. Right. right now. Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, and Miami. The Browns have a better defense than all those teams. But outside of Miami, they don't have a huge gap in the defense. Those teams all have miles better offenses without Deshaun Watson. It's not close. And I, that, I would agree that they do. Yes. You're right. But here's what – this is the point I've been making most yeah. of this year. I, I'm just – there's not an offense in the AFC this year that I look me. at and say, oh, we're in trouble against that team. Now, there's two of them in the NFC. Yeah. But in the AFC, and that's what's so weird to me, coming into this season, remember, we made a list of all the top quarterbacks in the AFC. Oh, it's going to be a gauntlet. Oh, how do you get through this? The way the season has played out, nobody's offense leaves me thinking they're going to put – major points up against this Browns defense. So because of that, I, I I just keep going back to this. The formula can be 17 to 14 wins. Right, but we... Where I don't think last year that would have worked. It, it maybe so. I don't think ultimately you can keep beating teams 17-14 like the Chiefs, the Bengals, and those teams in the playoffs. I don't think you can. I think they're going to have to get more offensively. However, the question is, really, even, even to get to that point, is are you going to get adequate quarterback play or worst league in the fo- football? And that's because the if, the Brown- if the Browns get adequate quarterback play, then I'm with you guys. I yeah. think they can beat teams in the playoffs. Not what we've seen it, so far. Though. They got, let's face it, they got very lucky to beat the 49ers because, based on that quarterback play. They didn't sure. get, I shouldn't say lucky, that because the other parts of the team performed and that's why they well, won. Well, there was luck involved. They but missed yes, a chippy field goal. Exactly. And when you play that badly at the at that position, you're not usually going to beat a good team. You're not. And that's it. So if the Brown, if DTR, and that's why I'm glad they're playing him, because he's got some upside and P.J. Walker has none. In fact, I shouldn't even say some upside. He may have huge upside. I don't know. Right. We haven't seen him. We've seen him one game, and he was not prepared for that game. But if DTR can play anywhere close to the level that Brock Purdy did last year, which I don't think is crazy to say, even though Purdy has better talent around them. I'm not asking him to play as well as Purdy. I'm asking him to play three-quarters of Purdy. If he plays three-quarters of what Purdy did, that would be adequate play. That would give the Browns a chance because their defense is great. But they can't afford to have quarterbacks throwing, you know, two, three picks a game. They, no. they can't, they're not going to win consistently that way. I know this is a tough assumption because the quarterback play, obviously, it's like your starting pitcher in baseball. What's he going to give you? Is right. he going to give you seven scoreless or is he going to give you two and a third with four runs allowed? We don't know. That is the big question. But do you, in general, feel better now, 24 hours after we've digested this news, about the Browns' chances this season than you did when you first heard it? Yeah. Yes, I do. That, that, I, like to me, like I just look at it like this: like they've actually, they've actually almost enhanced the defense because now the defense is in an, another mode. Now you got it. It's they're in another mindset right now. There is no way the defense is going to let Pittsburgh come in here and get a win. It just is what it is. Not to mention the fact that the Browns play lights out at home. They're going to go play Pittsburgh. They got Kenny Pickett. And the thing is, let's 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 not act like we've gotten stellar quarterback play just this whole year. 
I mean, we, we ain't seen a 300 game but, game But, we still got to we still got to admit that the Browns chances of getting to where they want to go are not as good today as it was uh, of two course, days ago. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. Said that's something. Something. Yeah. You said something interesting and maybe maybe you can help us out with this McNuggets. You said, let's face it, the Browns haven't been getting great quarterback play all year. They do have to play better than the one touchdown and eight picks that yeah, P.J. Right. Walker and DTR have combined for, obviously. But you could throw Watson in there. And we've been saying, you know, Watson now is Watson. We forget. He was 6 of 20 in the first half against uh, 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 on Sunday against the Ravens. It, 6 of 20. It wasn't like no, we so have he no 300. I, I, yeah. but, so, but, where, where are the Browns quarterbacks? I don't know if they do this as a metric. Of the 32 teams and their play at quarterback, all of them combined, where would the Browns fit into that pantheon? I would think they'd be bottom seven or eight. Yeah, I'll do the math real quick, but I'll give you a stat I can give you without doing that. But before I do that, let me just remind you guys that on Fridays from 1230 to 1 o'clock, we leave YouTube and we go over to WKYC for 30 minutes of brand new Browns content, previewing their upcoming opponent. This week it's the Steelers, so it'll be 30 minutes of brand new Browns Steelers content. You can watch us in Cleveland on Channel 3 or download the WKYC or WKYC Plus apps to watch us if you're out of market. But tune in. It's a lot of fun, and we will see you all tomorrow from 1230 to 1. Jay, what I can tell you, and I'll, I'll do the math, the Giants have thrown fewer touchdowns. I could guarantee you that. And the okay. Jets have thrown fewer touchdowns. And I would bet the Raiders have thrown fewer touchdowns. I will confirm that after. Okay. But there's been more quarterbacks who have started a game this season than there's ever been in a season in NFL history. There's I believe 49 that. different quarterbacks wow. have started a game this year. And it's only week 10, which may go to show the importance of the backup quarterback position has been devalued mm-hmm. because so many guys get hurt. But let me just read you a couple numbers real quick of guys drafted last year and this year who are making their first few career starts in the third round or later to give us maybe a little idea of what we can actually expect from DTR. Okay. So guys like Clayton Toon, who was picked one pick before DTR. Terrible. Unfavorable circumstances playing against the Browns defense, but he obviously 12 of 21 for 62 yards and two interceptions. Not very good. You go to Malik Willis, who's played in a couple games this year. He was a third-round pick of the Titans last season. Awful. Played and then got benched. Malik Willis. Uh, thrown for 74 yards this year, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Will Levis he did rush a for a touchdown. Yeah, but he was Will Levis has come in. He's a second round pick, pick so he's yeah. excluded from. Oh, this. you're only doing first. Uh, okay. The third, no, because then we can look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and those guys. So these are guys kind of in the lower DTR rounded range picks. Okay. okay, who have made starts. Yeah, because Will was taken top of the second, wasn't top yeah. of the second round. Yep, we keep going up. Tommy DeVito for the Giants, Awful. who has now started two and a half games, is going to start again this week. He's completing 47 percent of his passes. He has 260 yards in three games. Three touchdowns, two of which came in garbage time against the Cowboys. Three interceptions and three fumbles. You keep going up. Aiden O'Connell, who was a fifth round, pick, a fourth round pick this year, has started two games for the Raiders. Is going to continue to start. He's completed 66 passes on 104 attempts for 675 yards, 170 yards per game, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Tyson Bagent, undrafted rookie this season. He started three games, three touchdowns, six interceptions. He's thrown for 171 yards per game. And that's about it as far as guys who are drafted. Yeah, I mean, later, Brock Purdy is the starts. anomaly. And yeah, we're Purdy's hoping, the anomaly. And we're hoping DTR is as well. Guys, listen, I know we want to stay optimistic. I want to stay optimistic too. But we can't con ourselves into believing that it's not a big deal that Deshaun Watson is hurt. And we're now going to tell ourselves he hasn't played well at all. We just talked about how he played his best game and play, you know, in that second half against Baltimore, he was almost perfect. The reality is they probably wouldn't have won that game without him, and there's going to be other games this year where it will cost them not having him. I, but I, it's just I'm just being realistic. I, I know you are, but okay, he, he, he I, I just I, when you look at those numbers, 
I'll, I'll you would the never have been saying any of this had he not gotten hurt. But, but no, however, you guys have said however he threw for 214 yards, 213 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Now, if I just gave you an envelope and you looked at it and you said, Jay, 213, a touchdown and a pick. You, Jay, before like he, he got hurt, for three you said nothing bad, we said nothing bad about the game. No, and here's why. Yeah. Because the bar was so much lower than this. Could, he could, was 6 of 20 guys, in the first half. Let, let's be honest. Come on. The gap between Deshaun Watson, even what he was here, is huge between him and DTR or PJ Walker. He, 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 it's huge, he, he, and there's he, no way it's not I, a factor. You're being I, unrealistic. I, I, no, I'm not. No, it's a, it's no you a, are. No, I mean, it's obvious it's, you it's, are. Well, Come on it's a now. Factor. Well, 220 and a touchdown okay. and a pick. So here's Jay, the, you came on here on Monday, on Tuesday. He was perfect in the second half. He, he was. Bought bananas. I'm giving him credit for the second half. I know bowl. that. So you can't put a blindfold on and pretend. No, the first you're half. putting the blindfold no, on. The, I'm telling you, it's a big difference. How do you play how, in the first half? How, how do you play in the first he half? Didn't he just played well. That's obvious. We talked okay, about that so a million bull, times. Let's already. marry the two together. Yes. He played well in a half and poorly in a half. Okay, so it he doesn't matter if he's hurt, thing. I guess. No, it doesn't no, matter. I, I didn't matter. say it doesn't well, what, matter. <laughs> what, I mean, what are you saying? I'm saying that I'm, I can't sit here and crumble and say, saying oh my God, we lost Jay, Joe Montana. Jay, how come every time I say it matters, you say we don't have to crumble? Who's telling you to crumble? I'm saying let's be realistic. The realistic part about it. It's significantly hurt their chances of success this year. You know that. I disagree on that. It's re- the realistic part about it is yeah. the reason you pay him $230 million is because what he did in the second half. There's about five to ten quarterbacks in the league that can do what he and did. And those guys aren't on the Browns. And, 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 and in the second half, and he got yeah. them that win. Right. However, what you're discounting is this. They don't have – we got – we got the best defensive player. Gee, in the world. I'm not discounting but, that but, at all. I, but what I'm at, saying, not at all. But, Gee, but, if they didn't, I wouldn't give them any chance. But, but to say that Deshaun Watson, there is a big, of course, there's a, a huge gap. difference. You know that, and, and, and no, I never refuted that. What I'm saying to you is, the, I've always said from the Jump Street, I've been very clear about it. The Cleveland Browns, even when they had Deshaun Watson at 100%, I said the strength of what the Cleveland Browns are is not Deshaun Watson. It is Nick Chubb and the running game. Come on, let's I, be realistic. What, you picked him to throw for 5,000 yards before the season. How many times have I said that? How many times have I said you have to run the ball more? At nauseum. But did for you two years. did you not say Deshaun Watson was going to throw for five thousand yards? I came. This I came up. You with, can't pretend you but, didn't think but, he was going to be but, a huge part but, of the offense now. But guess what? When you get new information, bull, you can change your mind. Because he wasn't playing well, Thank and then he you. started to play better. So he's playing better, and they but, don't have Nick Chubb either. But what I'm saying to you is, yes, you don't have those things, but. One of the things that you do have when 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 something happens on your team, people got to step up. Like I, I, I'm, I'm confused. My thing is this: they were beaten. They should have beat Seattle with PJ Walker throwing balls off the helmet. Should have, would have, could have. If they, you say that, then I said they could have. They should have lost to San thing, Francisco. The, the, you can't say they should have the, beaten the, Seattle. The, the, the point you is, win the games, you win. You lose the, the games. The point you lose. is they've been in every single game this year. No, they have except. For the Ravens. Right. Where they didn't even get to do it ready until 1030. Right. So my thing is, why do I feel like now, the rest of the season, they're going to fall off? Why do you, what do you mean fall off? You don't think there's going to be any fall off at all? Let me me ask you guys this then. Yeah. Take Watson out the equation. We got DTR against Pittsburgh on Sunday. Yeah. Watson's not here, so there's no point in comparing DTR to Watson at this point. What can you actually expect from DTR? Why are you sidelining the conversation here? Yeah, I know. He's trying to move it along. I'm, not, he I'm just saying, we, we can argue DTR versus Watson all day, but Watson's no, going to a game and against I, I agree somewhat. I, I just... But, 225! But I, I think... I, <laughs> right, and, and let me just throw some numbers out. And and I, I think 
in the grand scheme of things, does this hurt? Yeah, he's our starting quarterback. Of course it does. Particularly when we take a look at the last half that, that he gave us. Right. But for the season, Deshaun Watson has thrown for 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns, and four picks. Okay. Yeah, give, I, give me DTR and P.J. Walker's numbers. Okay, Jay. now we know that what they are. They're okay. one touchdown and right. eight picks. Okay, that's okay. a huge difference. Now, okay, so I can't, I can't look at these numbers, seven touchdowns and four picks, 1,100 yards. I'm not going to forget about the second half against Baltimore. He was phenomenal. Yep. But there were also 13 other halves of football that he played this year. And when you look at the whole stew mixed together – Seven touchdowns, four picks, 1,100 yards. And if yards. you look at the whole stew, his play is significant, even though it wasn't as good as it's been in the past, was significantly better than your other options. Now, that, let me ask you that simple. No, you're that, right about that. that. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think that DTR should perform significantly better than he did in his first time? I have no idea. Just based on the fact that you know he's got the whole week to prepare. He's also got one he NFL gave you the start list under of all his belt. the late quarterbacks, and they all sucked. I'm not going to say Will Levis sucked. Will Levis Will was Le- taking Jay. Jay, Will we're Le- not Will talking Levis about taking a, We're not talking about Will Levis. He was a he was a top forty pick. Will Levis. Okay, so, so if we're going to ignore him, then we'll throw in Brock Purdy. So I, my th- my guess my guess my thing I, is out of all those quarterbacks, which one of those quarterbacks was named the, the backup besides DTR? Nobody. So obviously what are you talking about Clayton Toon was the backup their whole year. Obviously, they felt DTR was better if they gave up Josh Dobbs, and Josh Dobbs is better than all those quarterbacks. Gee, they kept Clayton Toon as their backup and got rid of Colt McCoy. But, but what I'm saying to you is, yeah. you can't put DTR in the same position as those dudes because if you look at what's yeah. happening... If you, all, I'm say, all I said, you said, what do I expect? I said, I have no idea what to expect. We Never, don't. We don't know. That's it. You're, you're trying to force me to say he's going to have some... And you're test. trying to I don't force know. us to say, oh, it's, they're, it, they're, it's significantly different. Of course it is. Deshaun Watson has been a great player and has been solid when he's played and, the last two Vegas games. Said we you have were, the worst quarterback okay, in the league here. So Vegas said know. the Browns were a three-and-a-half point favorite with right. Deshaun Watson. Now they're saying they're a point-and-a-half favorite. Vegas also dropped their odds of winning the championship. Cut it in half, essentially. From what to what? I don't. Uh, let me bring it up. I'll bring it up. It's. It, I told you yesterday it was a significant difference. I gotta find it. Why don't you guys talk while I look for it? Yeah, I and mean, look, we we're never going to agree on this. You guys are what conning yourselves, is, and I get it. You need to do that. No, not conning anything. What I'm saying Come is, no, no, we no, lost no, a quarterback no, no. that threw seven touchdowns Here and four go. picks for 1,100 yards. Vegas certainly didn't flip the line like it did. The when Browns are are 50 to one to win what? The Super Bowl. And what were they the day before? 28. So all, okay, I mean. But still, twenty-eight to one to fifty to one—that's a huge change. Really, it's not in in, oh in sports God. terms. Yes, goal, it is, it's, Jay. It's a big difference. But when you get past four to one, everything is thrown up in it. If you go from four to one to eight to one, it's right. the same thing that happened to the Fine. Browns. I, I, I just, I just think that that you. you look, and by the way, you brought up the line as an example. Yeah. And, and then when I brought up the, a line, you're, you're you're blowing it off. I'm not blowing it off. I'm saying you're saying that twenty-eight to one to fifty to one. Oh, pack That's the bags. That's a huge difference. Pack the bags. We're I not ne- making a Jay, playoff run. For the eighth time, I have not said pack the bags. Not once. You keep accusing me of saying pack the bags. Oh. I have not once said pack the bags. This I'm saying it's a lot harder, a lot harder, and I'm, you're not acknowledging it that. It is harder. You're I, making it seem like it's no it's difference. Uh, we lost a guy that was seven touchdowns and four picks. 
But it, it, you is think, that better than the guy who's one touchdown and eight picks sure. significantly? Well, yes, it okay. is. Okay. Of course Fine. it is. But Fine. we can't assume, because really it's no touchdowns, three picks. Because DTR is the guy now. Okay. So, I don't, PJ Walker's not playing for this team. Okay. He's not. So I'm looking at DTR. Yeah. He completed almost 60% of his passes. He threw no touchdowns and three picks. His first start, hell, Go back and look at Peyton Manning's rookie year, how many touchdowns or interceptions that and guy threw. And we're not saying he Peyton Manning. Uh, of course not, but there's a learning curve to this. Yeah, there's. It, it, and I'm not saying he's going right. to figure it out in five games. Here, but so you I like think the chances. odds of a fifth-round pick being good is high no. for a quarterback? No, no, but I did see Brock Purdy last year, so I know it's doable. Of course it's doable. And in Cleveland, we're believe land. Of course it's doable. We're going to believe that this can happen. And we all hope it's going to happen. I'm just trying to do a little realism, and you guys are trying to paint me in a corner like I'm no. purposely being negative, it's and your I'm opinion, not. Bro, I your wa- opinion. Oh, I, at the end of the day, you may well be right. They may miss the playoffs. I didn't even say they're they going to miss the playoffs. they the playoffs and I, lose the first game. I'm not even saying they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they got a decent chance still to make the playoffs. I'm just saying, two days ago, I thought this team could really win a Super Bowl, and now I think it's a miracle if it happens. It'd That's be a long shot. I'll give you that. But I, I mean, listen. Uh, on, on Tuesday, I would have given them a, a chance to beat anybody in the playoffs. Anybody. And now I feel like there's, well, there's 15 teams I'm picking over them. Well, the well, here's the thing. Like, right now, if you go down a list of teams, who's killing it? That's my point, too. You got to look at the context. I know. That's the, part of my the, argument, the too. The Buffalo Bills, is fi- they just fired their coordinator. Now, the Bills and Bengals were widely considered two and three and, in this division. And they're five and They're four. on the outside looking in right now on the playoffs. Let, right now is irrelevant. We're at the halfway point but, of the season. But, it's irrelevant, but, but, but it's all the, we've got. That's the only thing yeah. you got. Well, the Chiefs and, are seven and two. So. And, and, so if and the pretty Brown, damn good, and th- too. And think about this. The Browns go out there and boat race the Steelers. The Browns are seven and three. The Chiefs are seven and two. Yeah, we're absolutely. not only that. So, so my well, the Chiefs are playing also, so they won't be seven. They'll either be seven and three or eight and two. And they so, play the Eagles. So they, they could, could be seven and three. The Browns could be seven and three. It's the so my thing is yes. Is it more difficult? Are some of the games that you go down the line that are that used to think you got? I thought with the Broncos game was a gimme. I thought a lot of the games at the end of the season might be gimmies. But guess what? Not Those anymore. games are competitive now. Yeah. Right. And that's the, that's it. That that's the nuance. It's, it's like way harder com- for them to reach their goals. It's competitive. That's all I'm saying. And these games are going to be competitive. There's going to be a shootout, and there's probably one or two of those games that you may lose that you thought you could win. But here's what I'm going to say. Everything that they have is in front of them. And the thing that you can lean on with the Cleveland Browns is two different things. Special teams, you got a kicker, you got a punter. They've been playing lights out. You got the best defense in the league that has shown you that they can go on the road and beat good teams. That time type of stuff carries and all you need is them. Think about it. All you got to do is not t- turn the football over. That's the key. Punts is okay. If d- if they can get DTR to think field position game, if it ain't there, tuck it and run. If it ain't there, throw it in the stands. We got a defense and we're going to play field position. If you could get him to play smarter, not necessarily more productive, smarter, the Browns have a shot in every and, game. And here's an example of that, what you just said. And I like that Stefanski now has a week where the only student under his wing is, him. is DTR. Right. He's going to be coached up like he hasn't been coached up yet. He's going to be in all the extra meetings. He's going to look at tape nonstop every day. He's the focus of Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt. One of the quarterbacks that Bull slays on this show on the regular, and by the way, I agree with you, is Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is a middling quarterback. But you know what Mike Tomlin said this year? We got to operate under the idea that we can't give the football away. 
We, we don't have an explosive offense, so here's our formula to win. Our defense is going to kick your ass, and we're not going to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Deshaun Watson's stats. Seven touchdowns, four picks. Kenny Pickett, six touchdowns, four picks. They're six and three. This method of football can win if you don't turn the ball over. Now, we don't know if it can win when it matters. It can win in the regular season, and that's where we are right now. You can't get to the playoffs until you get through the regular season. Yeah. So, I, I think, I, I understand where you're coming from. And by the, the way, normal, the, qu- the quarterback play, they're likely to get the rest of the year. Likely, not definitely. If, it's, if, it, if I'm wrong, then it doesn't matter. Is likely to be even worse than Kenny Pickett. I would expect it will be. Yeah. However, with this defense, and Pittsburgh has, I think our defense is better than Pittsburgh's. I would agree. And they've managed through smoke and mirror. This is a team that through nine games has not outgained their opponent once, yet they're winning 67% of their games. So in today's football, the way it's being played in the regular season right now, don't give up stupid turnovers. Mm-hmm. Rely on your defense for takeaways and big splash plays. That's how. You, that's what Pittsburgh is. I like our run game better than Pittsburgh's run and, game. And, and, and I do too. And let's be clear. Lamar Jackson gave the way, game away to the Browns. All you got to do is make Deshaun Watson go 30, 90, 100 yards, but you gave up a pick six. Right. Mm-hmm. That pick six hurt yeah. you. I don't know. I don't agree with you on the run game. I think Jalen Warren's better than anybody the Browns have. I think our overall, oh, run, overall, game, I'll take run, our overall yeah. run game over Pittsburgh. I take our offensive line. I take our offensive line. I would take physical. the Browns' offensive line if healthy, but right now. It's, no, now yeah. they're, they're certainly dinged up. All right, Mike, Real I know quick, you want to Before pivot. we move on, DTR is speaking to the media right now. Oh, good. He had a quote that I want to read you guys, and then we'll get at least one more thing before we move on to a Nick Chubb revenge game, and then we welcome Aditi and Bernie Kozer on the show. But DTR was asked, what's the difference between your week four start and getting ready for this game? And he said, and I quote, I know what to expect now. I'm not just stepping out there for the first time. I know I'm like, I know all my keys. I know where the guys are supposed to be. I'm not just going out there wide-eyed anymore. I've grown a lot, and I'm proud of how much growth and progression I've made, the maturity I've seen since then. Reps are everything, and we're finally on the same page now instead of just winging it. I like that. Now, awesome. He still has to go out and play, but – I, I think that's a really thoughtful answer, and that's what exactly what I want to hear him say. To, to my point earlier, that now he's the only student under Kevin Stefanski's wing. I have seen Kevin Stefanski. Look at the games that this team has won under Kevin Stefanski with, I think it's five different quarterbacks have won games, maybe six. He, that's that's pretty impressive right there. He, he's done he, – this is the thing that, that – makes me even say what I'm saying. I wouldn't have said this a year ago. They play hard for Kevin Stefanski. And on top of that, these guys is fired up for the fact that they still don't get no credit. Like, they, they people think they're they going to go away. And that's what Kevin is telling them. People think you guys are just going to go quietly into the night, finish the year off, and woe is me that Deshaun ain't here. But the problem is, they had that adversity last year. They they played without Deshaun for a whole 11 games last year. They had their lumps. They had the ups and downs. They played without Deshaun the most part of this year. Ups and downs. He's in the lineup or whatever the case may be. I said it weeks ago. I told him that they should have put him on IR at the time. And, and the reason, half the reason I said that is because you can go to your team and say, hey, look, Deshaun ain't coming back. He can't save you. So I need each one of y'all to put that individual cape on and understand that it's the collection of the unit that's going to get this done. And I, you ask yourself a question. 
How many defensive players is crying saying, woe is me? I ain't heard from none of them yet. You won't. You ain't heard from nobody on the defensive end of the, uh, in the spectrum because they understand what their job is, and they've shown you time and time again. Look at the plays with David and Joku running down the field and nobody can't tackle them. Look at them pushing the pile. All those things were other players, not Deshaun Watson. So that ain't going nowhere. You still got you, you Is it still solidified? Got it. Do, do you think that it can go up a notch just because now it really is like everybody thinks we're done? That's why I said the Pittsburgh Steelers got a rude awakening. When they get in here, they're going to find a, a caged animal. Like, I've seen the Browns play at home where it's like, wow, these dudes won't even let them get a snap off. That's the way they're going to play. What were the stats, Mike? We were going to do this yesterday. The stats we're going to do it tomorrow. So okay. a little teaser for tomorrow, but we are going okay, to good. get into the Browns. You'll want to tune in tomorrow because the, the stats of the Browns at home this year they win that game. are head spinning. They really are. They, they jump off the page at you. And, you know, look, I know it's, we're not, no one's talking home field advantage anymore, mm. but I, you can bet they haven't thought they haven't stopped thinking about it in that locker room. <laughs> They're going to be you know, ready. They know what's in front of them. And, and, and so think about with that. When you start playing with that confidence and you just beat Baltimore, you're not scared about Pittsburgh at home. And, and, and given the fact that you've had Chubb gone, your quarterback's gone, you're down to your third or fourth tackle. Jim Brown passed away during the per- first part of the year. The national media won't give you no credit for anything that you do. It's about the Ravens and the Steelers. They're going to get out there, and it's going to be different. <laughs> it's going to be different. I'm telling you, Browns will be 7-3. and three. Book it. after. Save this clip. Wow, we went book it. Save this clip. <laughs> book it. Play. Save book this it. clip. When, we, when you run that back next week on Monday, the Browns will be 7-3. and three. Gee, I've seen I've seen some of the headlines that we've sent in, I'm and uh, you. you are not alone in picking the Browns. Let's just put it at good. that. Very we good. got a read. We're going to move on. Before I do a read, I do have some poll results. I put a question in the, the YouTube chat and just said, how big is the difference? How big is the gap between Watson and DTR? The three options were huge, Minimoski, or no difference. <laughs> and 78% to the gap between Deshaun Watson and DTR is huge. So... Just a little wow, YouTube chat. There's some realism out there. I was yeah, surprised. I, I'm surprised and, by that, too. And I even voted for huge. I, I'm surprised. Did you it, voted for huge? Now, yeah, I did. In truth, Both. like, the difference between huge and Minimoski <laughs> is where the truth lies. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't give any middle ground. It's either huge or, <laughs> or Minimoski. Well, Minimoski's middle. I know, like, but here's the thing. If he plays like he did in the first game with three giveaways and no touchdowns, then, yeah, huge. Right. But if... One touchdown and one pick beat the almighty Baltimore Ravens. The almighty Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. One touchdown, one pick. Do you? So th- if he can do that, which isn't asking for much. Yeah, I, mm. do, how did, do you think DTR, if he had practiced all last week, did the, I mean, there's no way to know. Right. Do you think the Browns would have won that game? No, I don't. No. no, I don't. Okay, so it's a pretty big difference. Yeah, well, yeah. no, not pretty big. I mean, look, even with Deshaun Watson, the, and I think you would admit this, there were a lot of things that happened in that game, just like the Indy game, just like the the uh, San Francisco game. We got some breaks, and I'm not going to apologize for those. We deserve the breaks. Every, yeah, breaks the but, but so I don't think the difference has to be huge for us to have come up on the losing end of that game. We damn near lost it with Watson. I think with DTR playing, the Browns get smoked in that game. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't. I mean, they I mean, got DTR smoked the first time the Ravens, he played. It wasn't particularly apples to apples scenarios, but. We did see no. DTR against that defense, and it did not I, go I also think, too, and I love the way he answered the question about getting the week to prepare. It makes a huge difference. My goodness. 
Bernie will tell you that. Tim Couch told us that the, the, after the Ravens lost. It, it, you, don't have, you don't even have to have played the position of quarterback to understand what the difference is between being thrown in the fire at 1030 on a Sunday or all of your game week reps were preparing for you to take the field. The reality is this game will determine the true confidence because this confidence that that I still have some confidence in the team. The I, bullets I, week to week. The I believe you guys have a little overconfidence. I have confidence, but whatever, we'll see. If they lose this game and he plays really poorly, all that confidence is going away. It is, Whether it's a week-to-week week league, week which it week. is, or not. Even if he goes out there and plays well, I'm certainly not sticking in the fl- – it's my flag in the DTR moon no. saying he's arrived. Oh, a lot it's of fans a week-to-week week league. A lot he of can look will. like crap this week. Yeah. He can look great next week, and it can easily flip. Sure, but – It always happens. And everybody's emotions on what they feel about the Browns the rest of the season will change Which is why that. I think that we're being a little bit of prisoners of the moment, and we're, we're, we're definitely factoring in recency bias – when we look at the loss of Deshaun Watson as this is like the Bengals losing Joe Burrow or the Bills lose, you know, it's not. Hey, I didn't see, look, I, I just, maybe I don't feel the same way. I just, like, I've been drinking Kool-Aid all year. And I remember just, I remember when the Bengals couldn't run the ball or do nothing. I remember, I was there. I was there when the 49ers looked like they couldn't do nothing at all. And Deshaun Watson wasn't on the field. I just saw them. I just saw them come back and beat the Bengals and or the the Colts. I seen them go to Seattle and look good and had that game. I didn't see them play a lot of these games this year. And not once, whoever was that quarterback, did they just outright get smoked? They just have it. Except when DTR was. Except that DTR game. And now, vengeance is mine. (laughs) 